All right. So hello from Greece, Paxos to be exact. This is our second destination in Greece so far after Corfu. We've been in Greece, what, like a, a week or so? Yeah, like a week. Mm, more. A week and a couple days, maybe. Yeah, the days kind of... We stayed six days in Corfu, so... Six? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow, it's almost two weeks. Yeah, so what do I know about time at this mm, point? <laughs> it'll be two weeks on Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, happy Father's Day to you, and happy Father's Day to all of our fathers who are listeners. Um, we wanted to talk about anchoring today. It's kind of all things putting your boat in place. So that includes anchoring, mooring balls, med mooring, stern ties, dock spaces so far and what we've observed. Um, I think I'll preface this whole podcast by saying this is just our experience so far. Um, we do not you know, attempt to claim that we're experts on the topic. It's just our observation and learnings uh, so far since we've been on the boat. So do you have any opening thoughts before we kind of dive right in? It's a shit show. <laughs> it's a shit show. <laughs> it is. It's kind of chaos. Um, it has been, huh? A little yeah, bit. I mean, yes and no. Some I mean, more than others. And yeah. it's still early in the season. Definitely this weekend or well, Sunday today. Uh, June 20 uh, feels that now we have a lot more charter boats. Yeah. So so that's going to add more boats, but also more inexperienced sailors. Uh, so that's one thing when you see liverboards that are going to anchor next to you, uh, you have a little bit of a confidence into their ability. But when you have people who are just chartering for a week um then, then well it's there's fun. it's not the chartering it's it's their body language like they're not confident and maybe aren't doing well things i mean that, it's different yeah we yeah. we do these well we chartered too so yeah hey you have to learn <laughs> yeah so yeah. no question no it's just a matter of fact that now we've been living on our boat for you know yeah. I mean, short season plus the beginning of this you season. You practice every day. Sort you know, of, that's yeah. what you live by every day. And, you know, you think about it when you go on vacation and charter boat for a week. I mean, that's not something you've been practicing um, uh, quite a bit. So it's yeah. totally normal. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. So I was just saying that your level of confidence when you see another boat and you say, okay, that's like a liverboard, you know, you look at it from one eye. But yeah. when it's a charter boat, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. And that's normal. And the reason why this deserves its own podcast episode is, as a whole, is because the amount of time we spend thinking about our anchor or where other people are going to anchor next to us, when you're on the boat um, in, a, in a crowded bay, um, is what? Like fifty percent of your waking hours when well, you're on the it, boat. It depends. Yeah. So that's what we'll talk about a little bit. But um, yeah, every time a boat comes, well, especially we're in a in a bay. Yeah. Um, so describe it first. Yeah. 
Let's um, talk about where we are. Gorgeous. It's fabulous. <laughs> and you might want... be why it's so crowded. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's a destination for sure. Um, I don't know. It's what's the name of the? Uh, it's called Laka Paxos on Paxos Island. Yeah, so the it's northern end. Side. Northern end. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, the water is green and blue and turquoise, and it's well protected except from like. Um, northerly and easterly winds kind of so it's um it's a great destination and it's great destination for yeah (laughs) for charters do so quaint little town i mean it's it's this cute little sweet place and it's sandy bottom and it's fairly shallow like you know i mean five meters maybe at the most so it's it's a great spot and the beautiful white rock you know that you see in in the pictures you know of greece it's it's just absolutely gorgeous but how many boats do you think are in this bay right now oh the first night uh, bella counted 30 32 yeah 32 i would say there's at least 45 now boats yeah probably because you add charter boats that have arrived today And so, yeah, what happens is, well, you, you get a picture in your head when you set your destination of what the bay is going to look look like. And, right. And so you check Navili, you check uh, Navionics, you know, you check like the pilot book and you get some idea. But you quickly it's being you arrive you have and to it's reassess like, bam there's um, so many boats <laughs> yeah because there are many boats mm-hmm. and maybe you thought this little bay will be great to anchor but then suddenly there is like a swim line in the middle of it and you're like oh now right. that's out of question so you have to go to plan b or suddenly c. there's mooring balls and that's all that will fit and the mooring balls are attached to the restaurant and maybe that's not what you want to do that night might not yeah. be but it's a good good backup plan you right, grab right, a mooring right. ball and everybody has to do the same and then you're set right so that's like uh but that's not something you want to do as as a primary um, right. primary thing Or the depth of the water, you know, like you kind of know that um, from Navali and Navionics before you get in. But like this bay is shallow. Croatia was much deeper. So, Mm. you know, you you had limitations on how you anchored or. Yeah. So so you have to have a, you know, a destination, but probably to be ready to switch to plan B, plan C, which means, you know, this is counter to sailing, but you want to get there early. Um, and you want to get there when boats are leaving uh, the destination where you're coming to. So some boats, you know, leave like mid to late morning, but like um, 10, 11. But you see some yeah. boats leaving early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be that. Can I hear some music in the background? So that will be that that window. So the earlier you come. Um, they might, I mean, boats, not as many boats uh, have left maybe, but you can always have in mind to basically, okay, I'm going to find a spot for now mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep looking, which counts towards the time you were talking about because mm-hmm. now you're like, okay, that's a decent anchorage spot. But if a boat moves, like we might want to re-anchor. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that frame of mind to be thinking, just just find the best anchorage you can find for uh, that day for for that time for that yeah. moment in the day and keep observing what's what's happening take the standard paddleboard look around 
And as soon as you see a boat moving, um, mm -hmm. you might be like, okay, like, let's move. So there'll be that situation or there'll be the situation you might be happy with your anchoring spot, but then a boat is going to come usually like late in the day and they come and just like sit on top of you. And this was like, the liveaboard yesterday. Yeah. I mean, and then they, you're like, really? Like, you know, what I are mean, you so thinking? what happened yesterday was um, we we got situated and then we went into town and we weren't super happy with where we were, but it was good enough for the first day. And no, it was good. I think we were in a good spot. I don't know. I, I was OK with it. Okay, I thought I thought with the wind and stuff we weren't we were kind of looking now, at other options. What what happened in this case is we have a pretty long bridle, so we have a mantis bridle, and we bought the version for fifty to sixty foot boat, and it's a ten meter oversized, oversized, Max yeah, um, which I think overall is good. Uh, it has maybe some disadvantages. So overall length is 10 meters. I calculated basically once the attach points attach points are made on the each bow, uh, it's basically nine meters that you're adding. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're in five meters of water, it's going to be in the bottom um, if there is no wind, which is okay. Um, the problem is you want to pull on the bridle so to reverse heart and to to dig in the anchor to dig in the anchor and then you want to ease just the amount of chain necessary so the load is on the bridle and not on the chain anymore and so far we've been in deeper water so we're just kind of like yeah, it's been great yeah well no we we drop more anchor right. more chain than we need to and that's fine because uh, it's just you know you don't have to pay attention too much to that in a shallow Anchorage, or not shallow, but five meters. Five meters, yeah. Um, you want to release just the amount of chain necessary. Because what happened the other day is we released more chain. And then suddenly the weight of that chain between the boat and the attachment point on the bridle and uh, is going to act as a point of rotation for the boat. So suddenly... We're rotating, we're coming back to the boat, and we're close to another boat, which happens to be a big steel boat that has probably a long keel all the way along the hull. We decided it didn't move. Like, the, yeah. the keel was either hitting the bottom or it just didn't yeah, move. It was not. <laughs> it was not rotating. You see boats moving around, right. and those guys just simply usually, don't move. Right. Usually the boats all rotate with the wind, and this boat just didn't Yeah, eventually move. it moved and stuff, yeah. but it's, like, much differently from every other right. boat so anyway we so come back with our chain yeah be, you know more chain touching the ground we're rotating a different way and i think that was the that was the issue so from now on we're releasing just just what we need to load the bridle and that's it okay so we come back to the boat we went into town we, we were sort of settled we we, we were, it was fine we were next to this boat we come back to the boat and we're really close because the, the our boat and their boat are well their boat isn't rotating and our boat's rotating mm -hmm. so we go oh okay i guess you know let let's kind of move up a little bit yeah yeah and so we decide to move up a little bit and you know we're almost up settled away. up mm -hmm. and away so we're almost settled we spent i don't know half an hour doing that um or so 
and we're almost settled and this other boat comes up and just literally parks right between us and the other boat yeah (laughs) in the space that we were trying to give the other boat some space which i I wish the other boat would have been a little bit more um vocal because we just give space between us and because we were trying to be nice yeah and and one you don't end up once i mean first we're still in the process of anchoring we're not done right I mean, we're done, but we're observing things, we're checking things. And then you you come and you anchor next to a boat who's just finishing the process of anchoring. That's like bad manner. Like, yeah. you know, let the person finish their stuff, figure out if that's where they want to be, and and don't just drop your anchor there. And now, at times, you know, so they drop, we're basically parallel to each other, and they are also close to the other blue boat we were talking about. So... So we moved away from that blue boat. We gave them space. And then this guy just basically parks on yeah. top of it. And, and then next to There's us. all different. In addition to all different kinds of um, experience, I think there's all different kinds of, you know, manners, I guess. Yeah, um, in this case. And, or risk tolerance. Like, I don't know what it is. But. In this case, he happened to be French. So I talked to him in French. And, and I said, uh, you're just too close here. And um, and then he said, "Oh, no worries. Uh, if if I need to move, I'm the last one. I will move. So that's part of the protocol. So you're like, okay, fair enough. But meanwhile, got, we got really close. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, the whole time that he's not moving, you're spending time watching, watching, and wasting. And the whole time, you're time. like, should I get a fender? Like, you know, yeah. is he too close?" And so hours go by and you're and you're spending your time like that. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually uh, you had to wait for the perfect win where we're now like really close to each other uh, or sterns. And and now it's like I talk to the to the lady. It's like we're just way too close. I'm not going to you know, we're, nobody's going to sleep tonight. So it's like then eventually. Oh, no, he re-anchored. The first time he re-anchored. Oh, that's right. Ended up in the exact same, same spot. spot. <laughs> and it's like, really? <laughs> and eventually, the, the, yeah. the so the second time, uh, he moved in between two other boats. And, and that was a decent, mm-hmm. decent job. But why waste two hours when somebody is not comfortable? The other boat didn't say anything, but clearly yeah. he was on top of them too. I mean, that was like bad manners yeah. from the beginning. So just move and re-anchor because you're not going to enjoy yourself. And, yeah. and it's like three boats were basically like monitoring what's going on. Yeah, it's, you know, and I don't mean to sound like we're complaining, but it, it I can't express well, in a, enough how much mind space it occupies yeah. and how much time it occupies kind of worrying about it. And some people are just comfortable coming in and they plop it and like go to the beach and stuff. I guess we're just not... I don't know. We're not at that point yet, maybe. Or, you know, we're just kind of trying to be polite and diligent and everything else. So we have um, we, we have now kind of figured out a tie to, you know, a stern well, the, line the, the, the system strategy, here a little bit. The couple of strategies yeah. is you come in a crowded anchorage. The observation is people don't want go, to go through a sea of boats to go look for space on the other side uh, yeah, that of the is entrance true. of the bay. Because 
yeah, it's it's narrow and it's crowded, so people are going to basically stop at the stop at the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're also not going to be willing to put the effort to do a short tie. And also, they're not going to be willing to anchor in shallow waters because they're not sure. So, the conclusion of all this right. is just go through the anchorage, find a path between the boats slowly, and go check <laughs> way deep in the anchorage um, if there is a spot. Um, and know your depth and know how close you can yeah. get. And, you know, we're. We're close now, but this is much closer than we were. Remember, I think I had mentioned in an earlier podcast in Croatia, I was like, whoa, we're really close. I think I'm getting more comfortable with how, you know, how close we are to shore because, you know, you, you just build confidence, understanding a little bit more about what you you can fit your boat into and how long the shore ties are. So now we're pretty close. Um, you recalibrated the depth uh, gauge yeah, so we so, have, under the keel, we have 1.3 meters of water, uh, which is an advantage for us because we are catamaran, so we're, we have much more shallow depth um, right. than, uh, than a monohull. So that gives us more options. Um, also, compared to a chartering boat, they typically move every day. So, one, they don't have the experience to tie to shore, they might not have their lines, um, you know, it's a bit more work. They know they're moving the next day. For us, it's worth doing the extra work. Yeah. Because then we're going to stay for three, four days. And and then when you're like short tie, using short ties, like your butt is, is towards the, the shore, then the only boats that can come close to you or basically to your right and your left. Although what I just ob observed just like recently, like this afternoon, is some boats are anchoring in front of you. Nobody has done it in front of our boat so far, but on boats next to us. And yes, the wind is, the wind is um, basically to our stern. So they're anchoring in front of the bow of, of the boat that is tied to shore. So the boat is not moving. And they're dropping an anchor, yes, with the wind going into their bow, like there is some distance, but they're not accounting for the fact that they can do a 360. They'll swing and you won't. And yeah. you won't, yeah. So that's a new one. It's like, wow, uh, yeah. you drop your anchor. This boat, I don't know if they realize that this yeah. boat is not going to turn. So if there is a major wind shift then you end up yeah. in the bow of this boat. And then there was a boat kind of circling, looking to drop the anchor right in front of ours, and I had to go out and, and just explain where the anchor was, and then they changed their mind, so yeah, that was fine. And, and then last night, we got all settled, and then uh, we went to dinner. We came back, I don't know, about 9.30 or, or uh -huh. 9.45, and there was a charter boat, I mean, so close to the next boat over. I mean, there's not really enough space between our boat and, and this yacht that was also had a shore tie. And um, we came back and someone kind of snuck right in there. But they're so close to the other yacht. Maybe, what do you think, like two meters, three meters? Uh, I mean, they, they all put their here, fenders out. Yeah. They were that close without, oh, they must be friends. Yeah, we thought they were friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened that yeah. they're not. 
and they were really obnoxious because yeah they were up till like 2 a.m or something really loud yeah laughing and talking yes you're on vacation but you know it's quiet bay so you're talking you're trying to be middle of the night yeah conscientious so yeah so anyway so we're again not not trying to complain but um just i think more about knowing what to expect and um making sure you know you have a plan we need to come up with some things to say like if they were going to stay one more day loud like that i I need to figure out some nice thing to say no i would have definitely talked to them to say like you know Sure, just, well, just party in town until midnight. Uh, <laughs> and then when you come back to your boat, just, just yeah. continue the party inside your salon. You yeah, know, maybe, not in the maybe some of our listeners might have like a good tactful thing to say or something to suggest. I don't know, because I just want to go out and say, please, like, don't, like, it's, do you realize how late it is? I don't know, maybe we'll yeah, just. Yeah, and how loud you sound so in loud. the bay. Yeah. Anyway, so what else can we complain about about Anchorage? No, it's not complaining. It's just to be realistic. And yeah. It's going to be... I mean, the other option is just find anchorages that are away from, from like, <clears throat> Yeah, this is another thing. destinations. This is another thing is, you know, you want to go to the destinations, right? Because, you, you, you know, mm. these are places, obviously, that are beautiful. Um, we also have started paying attention to the charter boats and where they go, you know, yeah, and, so- and the days that they go. So what happens is, you know, they they chartered, uh, so they got into their boat Saturday, Saturday and they left uh, probably Corfu on Sunday. So now, Today's you know, Sunday. now we know. So basically, you need to go to the... Uh, the um, popular spots like Thursday, Friday or well, something. No, no, go to the, um, you know, like the, you see Dream Your Charter Boats, for example. Well, go to the Dream Your Charter website. And uh, they're all leaving on Sunday mornings and coming back on, what, Saturday and Saturday morning. Um, so you, you kind of look, they usually have uh, like a suggested, suggested one week itinerary. Right. So it might be Corfu to uh, Paxos and then you do this. Maybe they go down to Gaios further south of mm. Paxos. So now you need to check that and for us i mean we thought about leaving tomorrow now we have to reconsider because we don't want to be in cycle with those guys yeah <laughs> let so them go let them maybe enjoy you go to the bay. nice places you know midweek when we're they're farther out or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then um so that's that's something we need to um to look at and and when we move we have to look where the destinations mm-hmm. you know uh, as we keep moving but that's definitely something to take into account and on the weekend on the sunday for example yeah you just go find yourself an anchorage that is um, that is just remote mm-hmm. where people don't go to mm-hmm. so let's just quickly do a recap of of what we have um so we have a 85 pound mantis anchor which has been great. It digs right in. Uh, seaweed's been weird. It's touch and go on the seaweed. And that's 38 and a half kilos for yeah. people who don't kilos. do pounds. It's got um, a swivel. Yeah. It's got a swivel attachment. Yeah, it's a mantis. So we have the whole, yeah, mantis swivel, mantis anchor. Um, and also we have a mantis bridle and snubber. Right. And then how much chain do we have? Uh, total, we have 100 meters of chain. 100 meters of chain. Yeah. And then our stern ties, uh, our uh, shore ties from the stern, we've got a 
wheel with, um, I don't know, people call it tape or webbing or I don't know what it's called. It, it's sort of like a strap. Mm-hmm. Um, how many meters? 70 meters for this one. 70 meters. And then on the end, we bought um, at a hardware store, there are these big... Uh, towing straps. Towing straps. Or lifting straps. Lifting straps, yeah. So we have those to put around rocks. They're a little bit They're more... Like three meters each? Reinforced. Yeah, three or four, I And think. they already come at the ends. You have loops. Yeah. So we have a shackle there. Yeah, those are great. And then... Um, and then the line is, what, 100 meters of... Uh, we have another one. Yeah, it's like a three-strand... Tr- a braid. Uh, yeah. And uh, this one is 100 meters. I forgot the diameter. It's uh, yeah, it's it's thick. normal for like yeah, it's anchoring. A, and it's a big line, and we don't. What we what we did is we used the the strap to sort of attach ourselves and then figure out if we like it or not. There's been times when it's made a lot of noise by like flapping and whirling in the wind at the right angle. Right now, we seem to like it. It's fine. Um, so we use the braid line on the other side. Usually we use about 50 meters. Yeah, we've divided the 100, <clears throat> what, so 100 meter line, but we have it in two, two bags, parts. two yeah. diving bags. So uh, we take one bag, I mean, we take both bags out, and then usually we can do the attachment with just you know, right. taking the line out of one bag. But we found in some situation, if the strap we're talking about starts to be flapping so much into the wind, uh, well, you could ease it a little bit so it gets into the water and it doesn't flap so much. Or in our case, because we have this one long line, we take it all the way outside above the davits and the other end, we basically attach it to uh, to the other side. Right. And and we talked about separating it into two lines, but we kind of feel like it's good to have one big long line too. Yeah. So that's you another. Useful, uh, yeah, you never know. In some places. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're we're using right now. We're we've talked about, and you and I have different opinions or different ideas on um, the anchor marker. You know, the little ball things, because our anchor goes down from the middle of the boat. So there's no really easy way to attach the little floating um, ball, I guess. It's a floating ball that marks where your anchor is, so people can kind of see where your anchor is. And then there's different kind of ideas about what would happen potentially to that line. I mean, it could get caught. Someone can, you know, at night drive over it and pull it up, and then it pulls up your anchor. So, you know, there's lots of opinions about that. It, it's easy for us. We don't use it because we, it, it, there's no easy way to attach it. So that's what we're doing right now. So no one can really see where our anchor's at. And, and maybe in the bay, I think they're like... There's I've a few people, handful maybe that have them. Yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah. two, three I've seen. And uh, if, you, if you, one boat has a um, stern anchor because it's a monohull and they want to put the bow into the swell. Um, mostly it happens at night, it gets a little bit more swell. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use their stern anchor to move their bow into the swell. Mm. So they, they, in this case, um, they don't have one for their um, uh, bow anchor, but they have one for the stern anchor, a little ball, to show that behind mm-hmm. them, one, they they're not going one. to rotate. Right. Uh, so if somebody anchors next to them, they have to look at that. I mean, it makes people right. think like, okay, you have a stern anchor. Right. But 
so I think in this case, if you have a stern anchor, it might make sense. Right. And then we have the black anchor marker thing um, that we hang sometimes. We haven't hung it here. Oh, the day. Uh, yeah, the day anchor light or whatever it is. It's like a black light. plastic yeah, ball. Yeah. ball thing. Yeah, yeah uh, I think I've seen one boat with it here. Nobody cares about it. Um, <laughs> it seems like nobody pays attention. Yeah, I mean, if a boat hits you, it might be good to have it. Uh, we've been using it in Croatia. You mean for insurance purposes? Essentially? Um, yeah, yeah like I guess. It was out, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so that's our anchor setup. Um, anything about diving on the anchor? Anything... Mm, no, I mean it's nice it's, to it's comforting to look at how dug in it is. I mean, yeah, definitely makes you feel good. There was a big wind shift the other day, and and you can see uh, where the the rotation of the anchor, the chain, how it kind of like uh, probably moved like forty five mm -hmm. degrees, if maybe even more. Um, so it, it in this case it digs in the anchor even more. Mm -hmm. um, I think in sand with the anchor we have, uh, and we put up to two thousand RPM, two engines. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty, yeah, it pretty solid. Great. Yeah, uh, at least in this uh, type in sand bottom. Mm -hmm. In Corfu, it was so you had to find a sandy patch between the, the the grass, which was most of the anchorage. But you have some big sandy patches, but. The sand was definitely like hard sand. It was harder. It was so more it, like yeah. mud. You could was, get the tip in, right. but um, you were not like, okay, now the whole anchor is dug in. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was that was yeah. a little bit different. But I think, uh, yeah, we'll probably see more sandy anchorages around here. Or even if it's grass, seagrass, um, in Corfu, it's very, very thick. Uh, but I think the patches we see so far, the anchor can probably go through them and, and then it's sand below that. So, yeah, well, more will be revealed on our anchor adventure, our anchoring adventure. And, uh, as the season goes by, but it's definitely, we wanted to talk about it because, um, we're also buddy boating with a couple, Vu and Bella, uh, who we met in Montenegro. And we literally spent maybe two hours talking about anchoring and, and anchoring drama the other day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we spend this much time thinking about it and talking about it. It's definitely worth doing a podcast And, on. and that's, uh, well, at first, uh, maybe we should do a podcast about body boating. It has many advantages. Yeah. But one advantage is when you anchor, there is space for two. Then you have, you have at least one side covered. Yeah, you, one know, angle. Uh, you know, at least one of your neighbors is going to be nice. Yeah. And then, then the other <laughs> yeah. side you're like okay who knows what's going to happen yeah and, and then um, but yeah. so that that has one of these advantages yeah many others yep and we're starting to get some wind noise here i apologize for that um it's getting, the wind's picking up a little bit but anyway that that covers it for anchoring if you have any additional questions or um even advice again if you anybody has any good things to say about trying to get your neighbor to be quiet more quiet in the middle of the night we're also all ears for that because i think we just want them to be quiet mm -hmm. cool okay so until next time bon bon. thank you for listening if you like this podcast please subscribe like or share with another covert castaway fair winds for now <laughs>